Welcome to The Big Bang Theory with Steve Waite and Brooke Phillips. My name's Steve Waite. I'll be your host today. For those of you that don't know the Business Centre, we're a not-for-profit organisation that's been dedicated to helping small businesses in New South Wales for 35 years. I'm going to introduce our guest today, who's uh, Will Creedon. Will's based in the Hunter region. He's been the managing director of Allagio, a well-respected property management expert entrusted with leading properties and boutique hotels throughout New South Wales and Queensland. Allagio, of course, meaning accommodation or lodging in Italian. With 25 years of hospitality experience, Will Creedon has successfully operated multiple styles of tourism and leisure businesses across the globe. Born and bred in Ireland, Will settled in Australia almost 20 years ago to work with the Roach family developing the popular Harrigan's Irish pubs chain, assisting the establishment and as a general manager of the Hunter Valley Gardens, incorporating the Southern Hemisphere's largest commercial attraction garden, as well as numerous associated hospitality businesses. In December 2008, Will ventured to Newcastle to operate a well-known hotel and has since owned, grown and managed a number of successful restaurants, cafes, bars and accommodation offerings, as well as establishing numerous community events. Will has regional and international tourism as a destination expertise and has been an industry advocate for the growth of the tourism industry in Australia through events, infrastructure, experiences, activities with all levels of government. Good morning, Will. Good morning. Good to have you here. Thank you. You sent us some reading mm. and a podcast particularly that, that we might refer to a f on a few occasions today to kind of give us a base to, to work on and refer back to uh, by Brian Chesky, founder and CEO of Airbnb, who ironically stated in the podcast that you sent me on the 2nd of March they were ready to go to a full uh, listing for an IP, but on March 2 they had to pull back because yeah. of the pandemic. So he said, and I quote, we had a plan and I felt great about the plan and all of a sudden it felt like I was captain of a ship and a torpedo hit the side of the ship. So I think it's the same, isn't it, for a lot of businesses Absolutely. in tourism and accommodation and events as a result of this pandemic, which has irreversibly changed for many people in small business, the, some difficult choices they never would have thought they'd have to make mm -hmm. and they may, may now have to make. He, he later said, uh, it feels like you're in a house and it's on fire and you've got to put out the fire while you're having to rebuild the house. But he also said, and I think it's something we've spoken about in the last few days, never before have we all, he said, human history, we've never seven billion people united through a predicament and a common cause at the same time. So it's the same for all of us, isn't it? We're all experiencing this at the same time. One of the other things before we get started I'd like to refer to is some great information you sent me from Deloitte's, which sets the scene a little about tourism and the tourism marketplace. So I just want to introduce those at the beginning as, as another reference point for us. So total tourism spend in Australia is 138 billion. Mm -hmm. Of that 68 billion or 50% is spent by Australians traveling within their own state. Mm -hmm. Another 39 billion or 28% is spent by Australians traveling interstate. And the final 31 billion is made up of international travelers. As you and I discussed, they will not be coming to Australia this year uh, and they won't probably be here for quite some time. So there's going to be a shortfall and we need to plan for the fact that those overseas people are not going to be coming here in the foreseeable future. So Will, for us today, I'm gonna to ask you to draw upon your understanding of what this impact has meant for you as a business owner, but also to draw upon 
some of your other insights about what this means for small businesses and the tourism sector. Now let's get to the first question, which we always start with in our sessions. Now I'm going to refer to my notes and you'll be referring to your notes as we go along because we've done some reading for this before we began. But for you, Will, what does this, what does this mean? What's it meant for your business on a day-to-day -day basis? What's, what's it meant? Oh, look, you know, similar to Brian Cheshire and what you outlined, it's um, every one of us are going through it differently. Yep. And in our business, you know, we've got two different strands to our business in yep. holidays, and that's pretty much zero right now from a revenue point of view. Yep. However, we still need to do things. Yep. And the talent in that business still needs to, to come to work yep. where they can. Some have stayed at home yep. and worked from home. Yep. Um, we still need to go into properties and make sure they're okay from yep. floods and fire and different things. Yep. In a hotel business, again, the staff, um, God bless them, have to come to work, they have to clean, yeah. um, and they have to ensure that whatever business is coming, they were looked after. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's been difficult, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, it's been a, an emotional roller coaster um, from a, a whole different sets of lenses. Yeah. My lens, dealing with the different, how different staff members are taking it, Yes. How different suppliers are taking it. Yes. How their families are taking it. Yes. Um, even our customers, um, their routines are upset. Yeah. And even dealing with isolation and mm. dealing with um, the claustrophobia yeah. of actually having nothing around, yeah. being very eerie. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, of course, is the added burden of the financial hardship that yeah. you may be coming. Yeah. So it's been a very, it's been a very, um, I suppose enlightening, mm. like I'm a positive person. Mm. So what I try to do is, you know, I feel right now it's a great way of actually setting who you are and how you want to look at things. You can yeah. look at red sky or blue sky, yeah. but you have to be realistic. Yeah. And, uh, and thanks be to God, as a business and the people in the business, yeah. we've become project driven. Yes. We've actually tangible outcomes, yeah. both for the during the period of COVID and after. Yeah. So there's a legacy yeah. to this in a fruitful, positive way. Okay. So now, it's been good. Now, so we were talking earlier as well about the ecosystem, the connectivity and the adjustments that are going on as well. And then the behaviour of some of these government policies as they bed down on the labour market and employees. So do you, you want to just talk about yeah, that a little? So, and we'll so, talk more, but, but just Yeah, just generally, like, you know, thankfully, you know, thank, like we have a lot of uh, direct contractors in our business and unfortunately we've had to stand a lot of them down yep. um, right throughout New South Wales. Yep. And it's been difficult for them. Um, we've also had some, a lot of direct employees that we've had to stand down. Yep. And, and they've been, and those that are, are coming to work every day are, are, have been fantastic. Yep. However right across the state and beyond, there's a feeling, and unfortunately it's playing out, particularly in the last week or so, yeah. businesses have pivoted to new forms of revenue, be it takeaway or whatever. Yeah. And chefs and, and wait and waitresses or bartenders or, or others mm -hmm. are actually not turning up for their shift. Interesting. So it's terrible. Yeah. Not alone is it terrible on that individual mm. and potentially the family they support, but and mentally for later for themselves yeah. about their work ethic, but it's equally terrible for the colleagues they're letting down, they, they stand beside day in, day out, yeah. and it's equally as bad for the owner mm. that has he or she has invested the last dollars and a bit of marketing to pivot their business, mm. to continue their business. Because there's a, there's a fixed cost here, isn't there? If Absolutely. you're committing to JobKeeper, you're committing to that debt burden until it kicks in, and you're paying people, essentially facilitating that payment on behalf of the government, and what we're starting to see are some stories coming through of people taking the payment and perhaps not fulfilling their obligation of work. Correct, correct. Like, regardless, 
the payment is passing through the business. Yes. But there's elements of the pay, of the payment, like superannuation and other things, that yeah. are still a burden on the business now yeah. and potentially later. Yeah. If you had to go and seek an overdraft or a loan yeah. to cover the period yeah. from when you started it until the money comes in. Yeah. And that burden will, will live long after yeah. September 28th. Okay, now we, we had a bit of a conversation about this and one of the areas that we wanna come down to in this second question were around business fundamentals. Yeah. And I'm sure that you've done that work and are continuing to do that work and you've spoken about projects that you've broken some of your work down to, but what are some of the greatest challenges do you think facing the sector right now uh, around that? And the sorts of things we thought we would cover here would be financial fitness, um, knowing about you know what does the reopening look like? What does a full yeah. recovery look like? What's the re-entry look like post-storm? And some of the uh, ramifications of variable and fixed costs that are not known. So what, what are some of your thoughts there? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's really important to look at this coldly Mm. And I know we'll always go to the positive. Mm. So we need to look at it in three periods. Yep. Period number one yep. is from now until the 28th of September. Yep. Period number two is from the 28th of September to September 2021. Yep. And then the period is thereafter. Okay. Well, you want to take us through some of that? Yeah. So from here to 28th of September mm. is a fantastic time to re-sculpture recalibrate your business, get mm -hmm. back to the basics, really understand why you got into the business, mm -hmm. what your commercial model is, mm -hmm. not what your service delivery is, mm -hmm. what your commercial model is that reflects what you want to actually deliver in service. Yep. It's really important yep. because now is the time to do that because you've got assistance from state and federal governments and others. Yep. But from the 28th of September, mm -hmm. you will be paying staff again. Yes. You will be paying rent again. Yes. You will be paying the outgoings again of all your different utilities yeah. and your operational costs. Yeah. You need to be absolutely clear that mm. you can do that. Mm. That what you're doing now allows you to understand the capital upfront cost of actually doing that. Yeah. And you need to think about, put not just the eyes of yourself, but just think about your suppliers. Mm. They too will be going through a dramatic Resculpturing or reshaping their business, mm -hmm. they will come to you with supplies and they will may ask you, especially the smaller ones, cash up front yeah. because they'll need to survive. Yeah. So you need to consider, consider that and factor that. The other thing that is, will weigh on everybody's shoulders mm -hmm. is the fact from now until late this year, you will take on potentially overdrafts, term loans. Yeah. You will have deferrals on potentially rents and outgoings. Mm. Well, someone has to pay for them. And that mm. someone is you. Mm. At some stage, you need to recalibrate how you feel your normalized future revenues is going to be like mm. so that you can actually pay for that. Mm -hmm. and, and finally, and I'm going to really labor on this part. Yeah. From the period of May 21 to September 21 mm. is going to be the critical time for any business today mm -hmm. because that's the time when the banks will change their mind. That's the time when the ATO will come looking for their GST and the other payments. Yeah. And that's the time you're facing into winter. Yeah. And the, the initial thoughts of getting back and the energy of getting back to business, which mm. will considerable energy you'll, burden, you'll, you'll put out there, yeah. will start to wane. And that's the, the most likely time that you might falter. Yeah. And to give you some evidence there, yeah. only in the last 48 hours, the mm -hmm. Australian Banking Institute mm -hmm. have updated their default loans 
mm -hmm. um, prediction mm -hmm. to, and it doesn't sound like much, but 0.89%, which mm -hmm. actually in real terms mm -hmm. is $29 billion yeah. that they feel will be in default loans. Yeah. In our sector, yes. in tourism and hospitality, there's going to be a huge portion of that come from us. Yeah. So we need to be ready. Yeah. The most important question that I think any business owner needs to ask themselves right now, mm -hmm. are we up for the challenge yeah. of actually starting all over again? Which is what we spoke about. It's Absolutely. almost get back to the feeling of starting your business again because yeah. this is a restart. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's positive, yeah. but it's also a negative. It's yeah. how you choose to look at it. Yeah. And I'm just going to talk about the, the negative part for a second. Sure. It's a huge amount of energy yeah. and living with debt mm. and living with not profitable business for quite a while mm. and coming into work every day in whatever that is mm. and ensuring that the team that are around you, you remain absolutely committed and positive and they mm. feel it. Mm. And are you willing to do that? Mm. And if you're not, it's okay. Mm. Now is actually the time to make that decision. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, God bless the federal government for putting in insolvency laws, those changes. Yeah. If you if you want to recalibrate your life, yes. now is the time. Yes. And there's nothing wrong Perfectly with it. Perfectly fine option to Absolutely. recalibrate. Yeah. But if it isn't, and it's the time to go forward, mm. bring it on. Mm. Because you can really set your business up, mm. whatever that is, mm. for the future. Yeah. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modelling and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code BIGBANG to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. We've had a more recent disruption earlier on around bushfires. Yeah. And we had a little bit of a conversation around insurance and, and the insurance oh, yeah. industry and how it's how that's playing into this. Do you want to just talk to that a little? Oh, yeah. Look, um, you don't see bushfires in the paper anymore. <laughs> so it's like never happened. But, yeah. you know, late last year, the last week of August, it started in the Gold Coast hinterland and worked its way down to the south coast and into Victoria, January, February. Mm. And unfortunately and unfortunately, there were some people came through it really well and some businesses didn't. Mm. And God bless them, the insurance companies have got into hiding. Mm. You know, they're, they're delaying payments, um, mm. legitimate payments, mm. because, you know, they're like, they're numerous people mm. and they've worked out hang on, if I delay the payment, maybe that business isn't around tomorrow, so mm. I don't have to release the cash. Mm. And that's becoming more and more evident. Mm. And it's, it's a double whammy on those poor small businesses yeah. that are, have depended on that cash flow yeah. and it hasn't materialized. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of those co insurance companies, they may have a, an Australian address, but they're from somewhere else yeah. and they're ignoring us. Yeah. And I, I would absolutely call on government yeah. to go have a look. Yeah. Okay, so that's a cascading Absolutely. impact on already. Yeah. It's a double whammy. Business. Yep. So we'll look at our next question. And, and as we move towards that question, I want to set the scene that GFC, SARS, there, there was a, from the, the economic analysis that, that you, you sent to me to read through, there was a typical V recovery where yep. I think for GFC over two years, it was a minus 3.6 decline. And then over a two year period, we had, we had a, almost a 10% growth, so 6% yep. on top of the 3% recovery. So typically from these events, there is a recovery. So I want you to think, um, if we can dwell there a little bit, I want to ask you a question about what should tourism and accommodation businesses do now? And, and what have you done? And some of the things we spoke about here that we'd like to talk about were about the need for, for detail 
in, in, yep. in the market that you're in, uh, trends, uh, looking at year-to-year trading comparisons, looking for past examples, and then revisiting your cash flow and your new business models. So Airbnb, for example, and we might use this to leverage off, but Airbnb uh, looked at responding to their hosts, and we'll talk about that, and they injected, they capitalised, they went to the market and raised capital to to give them a long game, a long play, and to give some relief to their hosts and to their business model. Do you want to talk to that a little bit, and then we can get to some of the things yeah, of we course. can look at? Look, um, so if you if you were to compare Airbnb strategy versus Booking.com, our yeah. Expedia strategy, yeah. Airbnb just gave money back straight away on cancellations. Yeah. Now, if you were a single host, meaning if you owned one property, yeah. then it wasn't as it was a bad burden. It was mm-hmm. a tough burden, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a as much of a burden if there was an intermediary in between. Yeah. Meaning if there was a business, like a real estate business or a property management business mm-hmm. that had 50 properties or 100 properties, well, by giving the cancellation a total refund back, well, you've just put that business out, out of business. Right. Because there was no money. Yeah. So you've just actually t- put a, created a gap in the supply chain. Yeah. Whereas Expedia and Booking.com, yeah. they were, they've been around longer and this is, this is history now coming true. Yeah. They've taken, you know, we knew about SARS. We know what happened in Asia then. Yeah. So the most important thing is to ensure that the supply chain remains intact. Yeah. So they gave partial discounts or they said, rebook with us, postpone yeah. your dates, yeah. which meant that you held on to money. The customer still had their holiday. Yeah. The business was still there and so was the host. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, I think with respect to Airbnb, there was a little naivety yeah. There, yeah, and and I th- I want to just make the point yeah. around history, mm-hmm. and you're dead right, you mm-hmm. know SARS and the other epidemics, but also the wars, mm-hmm. World War One and World War Two, and the different wars. Mm-hmm. Like if and I, that's what I in the early days, late January, early February, when I was looking at COVID nineteen, yeah, um, and I remember back to one sentence that an ex our ex treasurer Peter Costello said on the second of, of January in a throwaway line, in an article in the Fin Review, he said, um, bushfires will pale to the coronavirus. Wow. And it sent a shiver. Yeah. Because for someone to say that, and I understand he's the chairman of the Future Fund, mm. and he's got a view on mm. the future, mm. but it made me think. And from that period, I started looking at the economics of what happened after World War One, yeah. What happened after World War II? Yeah. What, how did economies recover? Yeah. And I get drawn to Germany yeah. and to Japan, but particularly to Germany, yeah. where God bless that country, yeah. their buildings were annihilated, yeah. but what came out was new buildings, new processes, mm. more efficiency, and mm. look what the engineering mm. from that country is today. Mm. In my way of looking at it, this is our opportunity in tourism. Yeah. in our in a hospitality. Mm. So what we have started to do and really consider is what is the guest going to look like yes. tomorrow? Yes. What will they want? And tomorrow's mm. guest will be have a much deeper, much mm. wholesome look mm. on what they want. They'll actually want to really touch stuff and they'll want to not be cookie cutter. Mm. They'll really want, like the one thing Mm. that has been fantastic as you walk around exercising mm-hmm. today is you see family. The family unit is united. Yeah. So they're getting back to the basics, back yeah. to what is wholesome, back to what is right. Yeah. And they're sharing more time together. So it's mm. deeper relationship. Mm. And I think as tourism operators and hospitality operators, we have mm. to echo that later mm. and we have to mm. be thinking about it. Yeah, okay. 
David from Wall's End asks, I have a great chef who I've let go, but I want to rehire her in the future. How do I keep her without paying a wage? Almost a philosophical question, isn't it? Yeah, look, obviously if JobKeeper isn't for you, then I would reckon you need to find another job for him yeah. or her yeah. in the meantime. Yeah, okay. You know? Keep them engaged with their valuable, do the best Absol you can. They're Absolutely. Key, key component yeah. of your business. Re people always remember how you make them feel. Yeah. Not, so if that person really feels that you've gone out of your way to help to him or her, yeah. please God later, they'll pay it back. Yeah, okay. Let's get this one here from Meg asks, uh, what is happening with the local tourism networking groups and you know, regional and statewide groups? What are you finding? Because you're participating in a lot of those. What's yeah. happening? Oh, they're more active than ever before. Yeah. Um, you need to, it's your responsibility to be engaged, not their responsibility to engage with you. Yeah. Like here in Newcastle, Newcastle Tourism Industry Group is absolutely roaring ahead, yeah. as with Destination Port Stevens. Yeah. I'm involved in the New South Wales Business Chamber Tourism Advisory for the state, and yeah. that's flying. Yeah. Um, they're same with Tourism Accommodation Australia, all of them. Mm -hmm. Tourism Australia themselves, Destination mm -hmm. New South Wales, mm -hmm. the information is there. Yeah. You have to go and seek it. Yeah. Log in. There's lots of webinars nearly every second day at the moment on yeah. different aspects, yeah. how to actually get yourself export ready, how to actually get yourself product ready, mm -hmm. to understand how the JobKeeper or the different subsidies yeah. that are coming through state and federal and even local councils, yeah. what they're doing. Okay. And I must admit here with Newcastle yeah. City Council, they have, um, the CEO and the Lord Mayor have put together a task force yeah. that is actually about what does the future look like? Yeah, and, and you've, you've got businesses across New South Wales and lots of LGAs are collaborating and responding, aren't they? Absolutely. Giving the tourism dollar one in four Abs um, jobs. Absolutely, yeah. and it's important to, you know, to keep an eye on the broader picture. Mm -hmm. Like, what is undoubtedly gonna happen? Well, it's gonna pass. Yeah. The thing is to remain calm, zoom out and look at what other sectors are we gonna help, can help us? Well, yeah. there is no question that there is going to be serious capital expenditure from all levels of government yes. and some serious businesses re-establish themselves, yeah. which, mean, which means that there'll be bridges, roads, rails, public mm -hmm. infrastructure, private infrastructure, which mm -hmm. means there'll be transient jobs. Yeah. They won't replace the crowds that went to the events no. over the next six or eight, 12 months, yeah. but they will go to some way to replacing. Yeah. We need to pivot our businesses. You need to calibrate your business for that. That's exactly right. Okay. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modelling and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code BIGBANG to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. Does there look like an opening of the borders between Australia and New Zealand over the next year as a Pacific tourism initiative? We spoke about this. It was like the most likely venue, isn't it, for Australians and New Zealanders likewise? Absolutely. Look, you know, without knowing anything, mm. Um, mm. personally, I believe somewhere around October slash November, mm -hmm. both the New Zealand and, and, and Australian government will get together and we will have, a, a, you know, We'll, have, we'll form one country, so mm. to speak, mm. where New Zealand mm. and Australia will come together. Mm. Um, and hopefully, towards the first quarter of next calendar year, maybe the Pacific could open. Mm. Um, it will be much later for mm. different parts of the globe, depending on how each yeah. individual country is dealing with it. Yeah. But secondly, how the airlines are going. Yes. And it's important that we actually 
you know, they too are in strife. Yes. They too are trying to figure out ways, look at Virgin, look at, mm. and it's, there's many Virgins across the globe right now. Mm. We've already had, mm. I just seven, eight airlines go out of business. Mm. Um, and that's gonna, that's just gonna continue. How do you see that with your experience? How do you see that changing or returning to normal over stages? Uh, an article that you gave me to read uh, spoke about potential uh, American internal airlines being asked to remove the middle row or, yeah. you know, uh, are we going to have business class travel first? How, how do you think that might play out? Oh, look, I think, um, I suppose, to zoom out a little bit, mm. you know, last year to November, we had um, we just about uh, 5 billion people take a flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had uh, close on uh, 21,000 airplanes in the air. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's another 19,000 an order that is a deposit on mm-hmm. to 2031. And um, they have to be paid for. Now, so people, and the only way that an airline can make money is if someone goes from A to B, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to have to pivot. Mm-hmm. And yes, they might take out a middle seat, but they still have to pay for the fuel mm-hmm. and they still have to pay for the operating. Mm-hmm. So they'll just get better at how they deliver cleanliness mm-hmm. and they get better how they actually, before you even get on the flight, take temperatures and understand what's, who's on the flight okay. and if there's legacy or not. So there's lessons to be learned there for small businesses about Abs- that type of behavior, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And like if you're, if, you're in the, if you're in the travel business, if you're, yeah. in, the, um, if you're in, the, in the future inbound business or international traveling, you'll mm. need to figure out how you're gonna deliver that. Mm. And it's part of your offer part of your package. Mm. Um, the people are going to be more considered mm. who they're traveling with and alongside, mm. and we need to be careful and mindful of that. But there's an opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. well, Airbnb, for example, in the article spoke about they already have introduced a verification That's or right. an accreditation process for their hosts. That's right. So that you know before you go to that, that place to stay, that they have passed some sort of muster, some sort of test. That's right, and even last night I went to pick up some takeaway, yeah. and the gentleman and that was the chef was working as the is everything yeah. proudly displayed his New South Wales accreditation for cleanliness and standard yeah. that he personally took. Yeah. So we're all pivoting, yeah. every one of us. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got another one here. What will be the impact on startup investment for new tourism? Will there be new business investment to come from uh, over the next twelve months? Well, you've had a little bit to do with startups as well. Do you see? Oh yes. Like before we go there. Yeah. Is. Um, I talk about supply chain, and I'm gonna do it in a number of different forms. So right now, our colleagues that we ha- used to ring and talk for business mm. are, have an itinerary set up with, be it both domestic and international, mm-hmm. they may not be there tomorrow. Yep. So there's going to be a gap. Yep. So there's opportunity to purchase that business. Okay. There's opportunity to either create a business similar to that yeah. and, and insert yourself into the gap. Yeah. But also there's going to be an opportunity mm. to allow yourself to, to articulate an idea with commercials mm-hmm. and it should and could get what we call product development funding. That could be both from state yeah. or federally, depending on what it is. Yeah. But it will be out there yeah. because we all want... Yeah. to get back to 5% unemployment, yeah. every one of us. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're the politician, the mm. bureaucrat, mm. the business owner, or mm. the employee. Mm. We all want our amenity that we had it previous to 
to February yeah. back to us. And yeah. the only way we can do that in Australia, in yeah. any country, is yeah. to get people to work. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be grants. Okay. So there's going to be demand, isn't there, for customer to receive the service that they once received in a different way. So consumer behaviour is going to change. The, That's the, right. The tourism consumer behaviour will change. Um, again, just referring back to our case study of Airbnb, they spoke to the fact that they've introduced five online Olympian experiences, yeah. where I think a localised uh, online insight from an Olympian about a location and, and getting a personal insight about being in this place, which then benefits the host businesses. So do, are you looking at that? Are you thinking about that and how that might play out or your experience? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, the one thing that's ringing true to me is um, people are going to be more local than ever before. Yeah. They're going to be actually more parochial than ever before. Yeah. And they're going to be proud of Australia. And yep. they're gonna they're actually gonna familiarize us themselves yep. with Australia. Yep. Like the one thing that I've been hearing through my team and others is they're taking lots of, lots of exercise. They're yep. discovering things in their lone local area yep. that they didn't discover before. Mm. Which means as a person and via visiting family and friends will mm. even become more important than ever before into mm. the future, mm. is they will actually give a better experience and articulate it better to their friends and families than ever before. Mm. We need to capture that. Right. We need to document that. Yeah. We need to create a library of that. Yeah. And then we need to articulate that as yeah. tourism operators, as hospitality operators, yeah. as distributors. Yeah. So what will that mean? You know, there's a number that you talked about Yep. Just doing the numbers quickly in my head. Yep. $31 billion that came into Australia from the international market. Yep. Like doing some quick numbers, that's about 2 million people taking an extra short break one night. Well, let's say they take two nights. Yep. That's only a million short breaks, 20,000 a week. Yeah. If we can't find 20,000 people yeah. to take a two-night stay somewhere yeah. to visit the local gallery, and yeah. it only could be 60 minutes from here, yeah. because it won't be the long distances yes. as yes. much as before. That's right. So it's about the articulation of what you're trying to do. Yeah. Then we're not even getting up. Yeah. So, you know, so, so the, question, the question we had earlier about you need to describe the value of your locale. Of That's your, exactly right. So that people can, oh, that I can get there, I can do that. And it's, the earlier, our earlier conversation talked about depth. Mm. You know, you need to be true about your location, mm. true about what actually drives you. Mm. And yes, we all got beaches, and yes, we all got water river and rivers and da da da. da. Mm. But what is the thing? What is the rawness mm. that you have in your location mm. that someone else doesn't have? We need to really get to that. So that's where, I guess, in a clever way, Airbnb have found an identity, that's a, right. a person that that belongs to a place can really take them on that journey. You don't go here, you go down this street, you go to that cafe, you know, you, you go to this beach, the hidden treasure. Exactly, and look, there's a business in itself. Yeah. Like, are you the Airbnb of tomorrow? Yeah. Are you the guide? And the guide can be done physically, yeah. virtually, yeah. many different forms, yeah. in this language or another language, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there's opportunity everywhere right now. I'm conscious of our time and I want to get to our next question, which is from your understanding the latest and most reliable research and opinion in tourism and accommodation industry, what might business owners uh, need to be aware of about new travel and tourism, which we've begun to speak about, and behaviour and borders and repricing and downward pressure on, yeah. on supply chains and connectivity? What are yeah. your thoughts around that? Look, um, two things are going to drive that. Mm. Uh, guest expectation mm -hmm. and dealing with the debt that I talked about earlier yeah. within the business. Yeah. So let's deal with the debt first. Yeah. So 
you need to recalibrate your business to ensure that winter next year and the year after, you can pay for the increased principal repayments, interest repayments, yeah. ATO repayments, etc. Yeah. So you're going to have to find ways of, in, of ensuring your profit or your EBIT is of a higher percentage. You yeah. just have to do it. Yeah. The only way to do that yeah. is to be clever about your supply chain management, within how your business actually operates. So what and sort of things are you thinking about with your businesses? So one of the great things, thankfully, that I had in my business was keyless entry. So with respect to receptionists and front office, I don't have. So people, you've got a mechanism where people pick up their keys, you're removing that labor cost. Absolutely, so it's all, I've locks on doors that are remotely accessible. Mm -hmm. So codes, phones, open. So technology investment there, software. Absolutely, yeah. it, it, from a cash flow point of view, mm -hmm. yes, there was capital up front, yeah. but over the long period, it removes nearly 8% from my labor costs. Yeah. Now, that means that I have 8% to pay for the debt, mm -hmm. or I 8% to actually do future mm -hmm articulation of my business yeah. and it's things like that yeah. the other thing that's important I think in the future is actually I mentioned about supply chain mm. the gaps mm. people that are going to re-enter the market mm -hmm. our new businesses are going to have to do it tighter mm -hmm. so there'll be there is already downward pressure mm -hmm. on pricing yeah. there's going to be revaluations of property there's yeah. going to be revaluations of businesses, yeah. which means it's all coming down. Yeah. Labor is going to come down. We're not going to, with respect, we're not going to see wage increases for a number of years. Yeah. Even the delivery of supplies is going to be cheaper yeah. because people are going to be more competitive than ever before yeah. to get cash flow, yeah. right? Than ever before. Mm. And we, as tourism operators and as hospitality um, suppliers and operators, we need to be conscious of that. Yeah. So people are going to be absolutely thrown on gouging. Yeah. People are going to be looking for value everywhere. Yeah. The one saving grace later, and this is later now, mm. when I say later, 2023 onwards, yeah. when borders with other countries start to open up, mm. I don't see our currency going above 62, 64 cents mm. for a number of years. Yeah. So we are going to be very competitive. Yeah. The second thing believe it or not, is we all know this, in January and December, every single television channel and every single computer around the world mm. saw fire in Australia. Mm. But now they're gonna see that we've got the best health system in the world. Yes, We've got the cleanest country in the world. Yeah. They'll all wanna come here. Yeah. In particular, yeah. if you're a mom and dad and you wanna talk about your student, he or she getting the best education, and being protected, yeah. you're gonna send them to New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. There is no question. Yeah. So there's a lot to think about and yeah. there's a lot to articulate, yeah. but there's some fantastic green shoots. Yeah. It's finding how you insert yourself into yeah. part of that. Yeah. Now, now, the Oxford Economics Report, which we'll, we'll share after this event, yeah. um, does talk about a 2023, 2025 full yeah. recovery yeah. Uh, timeline and runway, but that report also refers to the bounce back and that there, there will be after 12 months, you know, we, we could see a quite significant bounce back. So absolutely, when this refers back to small businesses, uh, it's not too far of an ask to ask a small business to, to plan That's right. like that. There's nothing to stop a small business saying, well, I, I can absorb yeah. and I can amortize costs if I've got a three year window that I've realistically planned for and factored in. That's right. So, so if you look at, if you look at that clearly, yep. and you say to yourself, over the next eighteen to twenty-four months, 
what what does my revenue look like and what does my cost look like? And, mm. and if you need help, come to the business center. Yeah. But you need to do it. Now, you need to break your revenue up into segments. Mm. For example, mm. if you depended on you know, the Knights being in town mm. and having a whole lot of supporters, well, they're not gonna be here yeah. for at least December, January, February, yeah. early next year, the same with the Jets. There's yeah. no crowds. Yeah. There's no, no events like that. No NRL. So that's nothing, it. Yeah. No festivals. So yeah. you need to remove that revenue. Yeah. Then you, how, how do you partly replace it? And you need to take every segment and go, realistically, cold light of day, yeah. apply some, some numbers to the revenue yeah. so that you know what could happen. Yeah. You know that blue collar should be on the increase with construction, like I mentioned earlier, with okay. roads and rail. And what does that mean? Yeah. You know that some government agencies hmm. will be a little bit more... Um, fluid with their expenditure than others. Yeah. What are they? Yeah. And seeking them out. And yeah. then you need to think about what is the human going to do yeah. that is not working? Yeah. What is the human going to do that is working? Yeah. Because during this period of time, yeah. a lot of people that are not working are using cash reserves. Yeah. Yes, they're climbing the walls wanting to get out yeah. afterwards. And they, a lot of them will go on day trips mm. within 60 to 120 minutes. Yeah. Uh, some of them will go overnight. Yeah. There'll be sugar hits at different times of the year, yeah. but it won't be more than three or four days at any stretch. It'll be, that'll be a unique thing over the next 18, 24 months. Yeah. It'll be two, three days. So you really do need to pull your business apart. You do, yeah. and really understand it. Yeah. And then apply the numbers to it. Yeah. Because it all comes back to yeah. what's below your profit, how you pay that well, back. That, that's an interesting point. This morning I was just talking to someone and they spoke about that for example, in the older demographic, some people that were close to retirement are now accelerating that. Yeah. So just opening up, you know, that higher age group. Yeah. And, and, and so when you do market, as you say, if you were typically looking for a transient visitor through events, then you need to go back and say, I need to start asking people of this age, have you retired, had enough of COVID, retired, come for a holiday, that type of approach. Absolutely. And look, the other thing is, you know, let's look at the right across the Australian economy. 16% of businesses have never had it so good. They're flying. Yeah. Like, you think of businesses that- so There's a segment to bloody come right for a holiday. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There they're, are plenty of money to spend. Go yeah. after them. Yeah. There's actually 14% of businesses that are either neutral or plus 3%. Hmm. There's another. Nothing Find out who they are. And go after it. Yeah. If you have a business problem or question, get in touch with us. We can get our team of advisors and experts to help you with your business problems in an upcoming show. We're getting close to us closing up and one of the things we always ask of our experts in this disruption sessions is for you to take us through your five top tips to help people in tourism and accommodation. You know, despite whatever the disruption is, you've lived through bushfires, we've got droughts, we've got flood, but, but what would be your tips typically at a time like this of a disruption? What, what could you leave us with? Okay, be calm. Be calm, yeah. Absolutely be calm. Yeah. Look after yourself and your loved ones. Yeah. They'll see through you right, every day, mm. and they'll be the ones that could be lying beside you, yeah. um, and they'll see your ups and downs, be yeah. tolerant, try to be tolerant of them to be tolerant of you. Yeah. Um, there is light, yeah. it will pass. There's huge opportunity to either create the business that you always wanted to create, yes. Yes. or work in the business that you always wanted to work in. Yeah. I believe that is tourism and hospitality, without shadow of a doubt. Mm. There is unbelievable 
through all this recalibration and disruption, there is unbelievable opportunity to actually bring your values to the fore through mm -hmm. either that business or being part of a business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely get to the detail yeah. of all of the stimulus, get to the detail of your financial position yeah. and do it early. Yeah. Don't do it late. Do it now. You don't have do it time. alone if you don't have to. Absolutely. Yeah. There's people. Yeah. And there's lots of people out there to help. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, even this morning coming here, I got a coffee down the street. Yeah. And someone had paid it forward. Wow. Lake's business, yeah. maintenance business, had yeah. put some money on the counter. God bless them. Yeah. Paying it forward. Yeah. Like, you're, that, that help is there. That hope is there. Yeah. So, tomorrow, yeah. the sun will shine. Yeah. Get on with it. Yep. Now, you, you also spoke about tech earlier as being one of your yep. tips. So this is the time to get software in the business, to get tech into the business. Yep. Like right now, one of our units, we're bringing some software in from overseas. Mm. We're actually co collaborating with seven different countries mm. to achieve this. Mm. Um, we'll be the first of its kind in Australia. Mm. What it'll mean is that we'll become more efficient. Mm -hmm. It means that we can actually offer greater service to our customer. Tourism specific? Tourism yep. specific, yep. yeah. Yep. Holiday specific, to be yep. brutally honest with you. Yep. And it will mean that our team yep. and our talent, that you know, some people that have left our business won't return. Mm. It's, you know, mm. some fantastic people. Mm. Others, they'll work with others and that'll be fantastic. Yep. But there'll be fantastic people that'll join us. They'll yep. bring new, unique skill sets. Yep. And technology will be part of that, but actually how we physically go about it every day. Yep and how we change our routines will yep. also be part of that. Yep. One of your other tips here, which I think is a really good metric, you talk to the fact that you need to price test your model and apply serious rigor, and yep. you talk about factoring in a 10 to 25% reduction in your pricing. Just, Just build your model like that. Right now. Yep. For the next 24 months, act as if yep. your traditional revenue, yep. it's gonna be 25% less. Yep. But that is after December. Yeah, uh, okay. Right? Yeah. Not now. No. It's, you know, God bless some of my friends, zero. Yeah. 2%, 3%, 10%. Yeah. Come September, we don't know what normal will look like. Yeah. We don't know. No. But I would definitely after December, January. Okay. Your fourth tip is time to foster uh, forms of distribution partnerships to enhance your business. What does that mean? So, one of the things that we've started to do, you know, working with ARMA and a whole lot of other different distributors out there is mm -hmm. rekindling relationships. Yeah. or fostering new ones. Yeah. So, for example, early February, we have a lot of business from Korea. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of the, a lot of their shop fronts started to close in Sydney and other cities. Yeah. So those people are now gone. Mm. And it's not just Korea, it's domestic wholesale. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that we get out of Flight Center and other businesses, they're no longer there. Yeah. So we actually have to re-educate the new people that are there yeah. about our product about yeah. who we are, what yeah. we represent, and yeah. what we're trying to deliver. Yeah. And we'll have to do that in everything. Okay. So we actually have to rediscover future distribution. Yeah. So how do we get our product to market? Yeah. And who is along that? Okay. And that's what we're doing right now. And you've got a tool for that. You, you've suggested a, a distribution matrix where you can look at changing, adapting, um, looking at your outlets. So get lay it all out and Absolutely. see where, where, where all of the factors are. Create me. a roadmap, basically. Yeah. And, you know, put timeframes beside it yeah. and stick to them and get yeah. your theme with you yeah. to, to build into that so that you're collectively doing it together. Yeah. And it goes back to my earlier point about understanding your revenue yeah. segments, making sure you've got a roadmap for every segment mm -hmm. so you can get there. And, and please, God, 
do better than you thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to close and, and, and first of all, thank you very much for the preparation that you did for this, for the insights that you brought and obviously for your time. Um, we, we very much thank you for that. If anyone would like to get in touch with Will, please contact us. Uh, we'll forward on your details. Okay, Will, I think we've developed an understanding from our time with you today uh, about restrictions once they're lifted. Uh, and, and one of the first things that's probably going to be allowed is that people are going to be traveling. We know from Friday, we can have a couple of people around. And from thereafter, it's going to be within the state and then probably not long after that, interstate and then yep. maybe not long after that, New Zealand. So we do have a landscape, don't we? S slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Yeah. So people will be ready to travel, but they will not be able to travel overseas. We know that. And, and, but for small business owners, the main thing is to entice people to come and visit their hometown and that there'll be a, a pent up desire to travel. Absolutely. People are going to be locked up. They're going to want to go. So there'll be a lot of potential customers who had planned on going overseas that will now be thinking of holidays a lot closer to home. And maybe that return to traditional holidays of years gone by of those driving holidays that we all went on as kids, they might be making a comeback. So that's a market. Absolutely. So just to wind up, I'd like to help us maybe look beyond this period of the pandemic and disruptions in the future. And I thought as we close, I'd like to talk to Brian Chesky again, CEO of Airbnb, where he stated this, which I thought was interesting. He said, when we started Airbnb, it was about connecting with people and that's what we're meant to do. And it took a crisis for us to get back to our roots. Then a new, better Airbnb will emerge. And then on the other side of that, there is going to be a new day. The clouds will go away and the storm will end. So back to basics, Will. Absolutely. Perhaps is what we probably need to do. So Google New South Wales Business Connect program and you can register for it and you can get a fully subsidised one-on-one -on -one support with a business advisor anywhere in New South Wales. Will, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please review and rate us through iTunes and follow and share on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at The Business Centre.